Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP SmartSide today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favor? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm-hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish on Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hello and welcome to Fish Out Northwest. Winning with Tommy Donlin coming to you live, finally, back in I know, studio. Huh? I, I had to do some voice actuation warm-up activity right before walking voice into the studio. Voice actuation warm-up prior to yeah. the studio, yes. Uh, professional presentations. Once some you get how here. now brown cows. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff. You had that uh, rolling out tonight. Hey, good to see you, man. It's been a few weeks. Yes, it has. Been good a few you. weeks. See, it looks like you got a little sunshine on there. I, I did. I got my tan on. Yeah, well, we had a few things going on. I mean, we were out and about getting some fishing on. Glad everybody's jumping on here tonight and joining us. We got a lot of stuff going on. Lots to catch up on very lengthy show yeah uh thanks ron good to see you guys jumping on here as well um tons of content to catch up on there is so much fishing going on tommy there is i really uh was kind of um bummed that we were out of studio for so long but uh we are back now to get on top of it and uh, before we do hey want to remind everybody if you're just tuning in uh be sure to spend some time over at our webpage, page uh www.fishhuntnw.com check out our online store get a bunch of new swag and whatnot loaded into there sherry's doing a fantastic job we got some new decals and prints coming out tommy some of that new tuna stuff is looking amazing right 
a lot more of that going on in the future. So um, yes, please take some time, jump on over there, um, subscribe to that. Check out all our social media platforms. Do us a favor, get over there on uh, YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Help us build the numbers there as well. Big announcement coming tonight, by the way. All right. Oh boy. I'm, I'm waiting. I know. So, and, <clears throat> excuse me, while you were there, on our webpage, go ahead and hit the uh, Edge Rods FHN20 coupon. It's going to get you 20% off all rods all the time. 365, Thomas, uh, as far as days in the year. As long as the rod is not already under some other reduction, price savings, coupon, or otherwise, you're going to save 20% on all rods you get through uh, the FHN20. Enter the coupon code at checkout and you'll be just fine so uh with that man you uh you spent a little time on the east side there chasing some walleye i did i became a walleye whisperer you are the walleye I know, whisperer. i don't know what happened you were it crushing was like it. i had to change of mind for a week and you got a you got a hold of some of the uh the max lure slow death rigs i, I did and i some did small well blades. it all started with a call to eric broaden yep saying hey kind of worry me in the right direction here for walleye tell yeah. me tell me what the story is yeah um Went and picked up about 40 bucks worth of Max Lure, like the, the double cha-cha rig. Thanks, Britton. Yep, yeah. Yep. Uh -huh. the, yeah. Thanks, Britton. <laughs> thanks, Britton. You know, the slow death hooks, the small blades, and started putting together rigs. Yeah. And we got out there, and, um, you know, it, it was it was a learning process, right? Because sure. I haven't walleye fished since college. Right. And that was a different program. That was diving plugs, right? Yeah. So here we're talking, you know, bottom bouncers mm -hmm. and uh, small blade rigs. And, um, you know, first first pass, we got one, but yeah. it was like, okay, I see a boat over here, and there's like 15 walleye on that stringer. Yeah. So I know we can do better, right? We can improve. And then it was like, it was all about color. It had to be sure. green and chartreuse. Yeah, if it wasn't, it didn't get bit. How deep of water? Uh, 35 to 40 feet was the prime zone. That was the other thing we had to figure out. How many ounces on your bottom? Two and a half, two, two, and two and to ounce. three ounces. Yep. Ran what was four your speed? rods. One? Yep. Speed was one. Perfect. That's, we had to bring it down. We started at yep. 1.5, had yep. to bring it down to one. Yep. And when we did that, they just started coming over the rail. How about that? It was crazy. Well done. Cutting the worms in half, threading them on that, yep. that slow death hook. It gets it done. Putting it on the bottom. Game on. Over there with the uh, Max guys prior to us heading to Wyoming, which I'll get into later, we too uh, did some walleye fishing. Those guys were open. We were going after kokanee and rainbows, and uh, the weather, the wind, the rising water, a foot per day. The kokanee trout just weren't happening. But yeah. that walleye bite, dude, out of seven days in the area, just nonstop. Yeah. We ate so much walleye, it was phenomenal. Talk about a tasty fish. I think it's better than lingcod. I think it is too. I, I think it is. I think it is too. Yep. You don't go after him for the fight. No. But you no, go after him for that table no. fare. Right. Anyway, all right, running down the show. We got a lot to get through, so we're going to get right to it. Uh, tons going on here. Just returned from Lemon Gorge, Wyoming. How do we do, Tommy? Well, things that we learned, and by the way, new friends and networking, what it can do for you. Got some hunting in the future, I'm telling you. Amen. Harry 10 resident Coho and Chinook opener today, the Chinook opener today, anyway. Guest Matt Messing, mess around. Fish and Charters will join us and get us up to date. We're going to talk resident Coho, and we're going to talk how that Chinook bite was on this opening day that everybody was so looking forward to. Then, of course, we have a lot of openings and closings nonstop, Tommy. Things happening, opportunities, and also some sockeye madness. Got over there with the Brad's boys here last week as the sickness ensued, and uh, boy, did we have a day there at Wanapum. It was unbelievable. Crushed Second them. half of the show, Bait Lab. Jumping in the Bait Lab. I have some techniques and tactics that I've used the last several years for resident coho, and I'm telling you, I am, uh, I am uh, convinced that it's a game changer in some of these presentations that really do well for resident coho. So I'm going to break that down for folks tonight so you can see what it is I do. There's a lot of 
opportunities, a lot of options to use. This is some things that I do, not that it's always right, but it is what I have confidence in. Um, how about the ocean, Tommy? Lots of options there. What's hot? I mean, we got, <laughs> we got some discussions to go about on where things are fishing and some closures coming in that area one right. boundary. It's, it's definitely more hot than not, though, so we're going to cover it that. It is more hot than not, so we'll get into that as well. We're going to close out the show little bit of a uptick tempo rapid format the reasons why things happening around here at mm-hmm. fish of northwest moving fast we also have a prize pack to give away which i failed to put on the desk but we have a prize pack to give away i'm sure shane will bring that out here momentarily um sponsored by max lure tons of stuff in there that you're going to want to get your hands on so with that we're going to jump out for a quick break don't go anywhere we come back just getting back from uh, Flaming Gorge here a couple weeks ago. What did we learn? What's it all about going on a destination kokanee fishery? Is it worth dragging the boat a thousand miles? Yeah, it looked like it. Stick around. We'll find out right after this break right here at Fish on Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda Premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance Allied in Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them. All right, welcome back, Fish on Northwest. Winning with Tommy Donlin back in studio. Just so it just feels right. I know, Thursday night, does. we need to be here, right? Amen. As much as we can. So, hey, just returned from Flaming Gorge, so to speak, right before the Fourth of July, and hopefully everybody had a great Fourth of July. And uh, now we're moving on through the month. We're already halfway through the month. Right? I know, it's crazy. It's trying flying. to catch up, but you know, is it worth dragging the boat a thousand miles when diesel is six fifty on average per gallon? Oof. Right. 10 miles a gallon? <laughs> it was a bit of a... You don't do it for the price, though, my friend, right? right. You do it because uh, Flaming Gorge is a destination, you know, kokanee fishery that people want to experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have opportunity there to catch fish like no other. And um, this isn't one of those bumper crop years, man. The fishing is pretty tough. It, I'm looking on a few things right now, and it's starting to pick up a little bit. July is probably a better month to be there. But I called some, some serious guys who have game in that arena and uh, they are advising me to leave the boat home when you get done with the the max boys over there at uh, roosevelt just leave the boat over there at buddy richie harrods and um you know head and go have family time and i'm like i don't know then i talked to uh, uh richie hyatt out of uh, nevada reno and he was going over there that week prior to me and he's gonna hey man i'll pre-fish i got a we got a derby we're in I'll let you know how it's going. And that guy's still dialed. I mean, he fishes this thing a couple mm-hmm. times a year. And he mm-hmm. is, you know, owns a tackle company. Um, and he was giving me good intel. And they were finding some fish. So he says, look, um, you know, out there in front of Buckboard, where you like to fish, 
yeah, there's there's fish. You got to work for them, and uh, gave me some specs, and it was pretty much falling in line with what Jordan and I were doing two years ago. Okay. Color pattern wise, pinks, orange, golds. Yeah. Uh, depth of presentation, eighteen to twenty-two feet. So how'd it go? Day one. Day one, you're out there. Day one, Shing and I went out there, and I'm just hunting and pecking and um, fighting a little bit of the weather. Was able to get the site planers out. Um, was able to run m multiple rods. You know, we could run at least four. And so we got fish on the downrigger at like 15 to 18 feet, and we got fish on the side planers, um, which okay. I put about a, a half ounce weight on there, 150 foot setback. That, and depending on Dodger style and size, you're probably getting down about 15 to 18 feet as well. So, okay. um, you know, we didn't get any big kokanee. We got one kokanee that we kept because it was a bleeder, and it was like catching a kokanee at home. It was no big mm -hmm. deal. Mm -hmm. um, got some phenomenal. Uh, rainbows, you know, in that three, four pound range, got some big cutthroat, and uh, some folks throw those back, but you only get four fish, of three, three of which could be kokanee. Okay. So if you get those trophy kokanee, that's what you want, but man, I don't throw back those big rainbows and those <clears> big <throat> cutthroat, because oh, they, no. they cut as red as those kokanee are right. well worth going after. Right. And when fishing is kind of scratch fishing, you're trying to get what you can get, because again, this isn't in our backyard. It's not like I got that thing wired. Right. You're gonna spend a day or two trying to dial it in. And you did. You just you so you spent three yep. total days there. Yep. Kind of tell us like day two, day three, compare so, and contrast. What did yeah. You see? So day two, um, I went out there with a game plan. Had to go solo because you know family were there with family and whatnot too, and Sherry yeah. was busy. So I went out there solo, man. Launched the boat, got out there on the water, only fishing two rods. Stuck with the downriggers. Did far setbacks, 150 feet, because mm -hmm. I'm fishing shallow. Start in the morning, 15 and 18 feet. Never went deeper than 22. And um, I got that small kokanee first, and it was uh, bleeding once again. It's a, that's a that's a 16-inch kokanee. So yeah. I was like, well, that's a decent Small next to the other one. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, right. And then I got that rainbow, and I thought, well, I got to keep at least one rainbow, and it was kind of bleeding too, so I kept that, and that's an 18-inch rainbow. Nice. Those kokanee are 20 and 21 inches and extremely girthy. And both those came in succession on the downriggers at 22 feet, one mm -hmm. on one side, one on the other. One on orange with a gold blade, one on pink with a gold blade. The biggest, the only change, really the significant change I made for day two was scent. I okay. remembered from two years previous that squid and squid anise actually performed pretty well. Really? And I was using uh, corn that I had scented up in... Um, I was going to say, those fish look corn-fed. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you would know it when you see it. So, uh, the... Um, the uh, the corn sent it up with um, with uh, uh, shrimp and anise seemed to produce. Okay. So I went with my squid and anise corn, and I also put scent on my Dodgers with squid and mm -hmm. <clears throat> and anise. <coughs> excuse me, and um, it seemed to work. It seemed to find those. Yeah. <coughs> and then for you, was day three basically duplicating your results from from day two, or your same <clears throat> same approach? It was. <clears throat> dang it. Other than um, excuse me. <clears throat> I don't want you to tear up too bad. I know uh, you're it's just about kokanee fishing. Getting over this stuff. Um, <laughs> other than weather. Ah, yeah. So yeah, I had a, I, we were taking two guests that we uh, <clears throat> we had met and become friends with there out of, <clears throat> excuse me, Rock Springs and um, Jessica and Casey. And we took them out and I had a game plan, man. I'm going to run side planers. I'm running seven rods. We're going to put out the gamut. And yeah. I know what colors, what presentation, troll speed, scent, depth, the whole deal. And all of a sudden, the weather flipped that morning, man. We went out, we came back in. We were ducking thunderstorms and lightning storms, wind. It was it was terrible. Then we finally got back out there mid-morning, 
and uh, was able to get the gear out. We were running seven rods, mm -hmm. and we're going to show you that video next week, but um, found some success running seven rods. The first fish we got, though, was in the morning in the nasty weather. Somehow we managed to hook into this four-pound kokanee. That's on, awesome. On the two downriggers, yeah. I was crabbing sideways. Those, you know, and that rod went off, and I grabbed it was left-handed reel, and nobody wanted to step up and fight. I'm controlling the boat and fighting the fish. <laughs> Only, uh, Jessica goes, "I like left-handed reels." I'm like, "Okay, this is a yeah. pretty good fish, right?" And she takes, she's like, "Oh boy!" And then it kind of gave up the fight. Yeah. And I was like, "What the heck's going on?" Now you got to keep in mind, the night before we had tremendous thunderstorms, downpours. Lots of stuff in the reservoir, right. lots of debris, right. lots of tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds. So I'm thinking this fish got into a tumbleweed because now it's just dead weight. Right. So I pop the other rod. I get on the boat. We go towards the fish. She's collecting line. Well, it ends up coming up backwards. Tail wrapped. Tail wrapped. Yeah. And it came in backwards. It was a four-pound fish. <clears throat> Beautiful fish. Made some new friends. Got some, some hunting. Like phenomenal trip. Hunting to look yeah. forward to. We ended up bringing home a pretty good bounty of uh, some nice kokanee, some nice, some nice uh, rainbows, <clears throat> and some big cutthroat. Let me tell you, I mean, that is uh, well worth dragging the boat a thousand miles. Hey Amen. I you love know, it. I would like to get into more detail, but uh, there's just too much info to cover and, and not, never enough time. But yeah, well worth it. You know, it's one of those destination fisheries that if you're mm -hmm. a kokanee fisherman or a woman, if you're passionate about kokanee, you have to put Flaming Gorge on, on your list. list of things to do right on definitely worth going there and doing so had a great time and uh no downside to it no matter what the cost all right uh gonna jump out for a quick break we come back fisheries what you need to know will be presented by better homes and gardens pacific commons our buddy matt messing tommy he's been out messing around there in area 10 chasing the resident coho for quite some time and now with the chinook opener today we got a whole new report and he hit pay dirt he hit pay dirt matt messing we come back from this break right here fish on northwest the new leader in heavy gauge aluminum boats. Allied boats have standard reverse china and lifting rakes to help you plane faster and run at lower RPMs. Allied boats have several models to choose from, ranging from a 19-foot Mustang all the way up to a 32-foot Liberator. So regardless of what type of heavy gauge aluminum boats you are looking for, Allied boats will have it for you. Contact Allied Boats today to learn more about these incredible fishing machines. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. This summer, make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, Come visit us today. The outdoors await you. All right, welcome back to Fish on Northwest. Tommy, I'm trying to maintain here. My voice can hold out. Man, I thought you were going to break down and start crying. Oh, it wasn't bad. Fishing. I was getting all uh -oh. choked up about kokanee now. Yeah. It's more so this doggone <laughs> getting over this sinus infection. Hey, Matt Messing, Mess Around Fishing Charters, longtime friend. Glad to have you finally back on the show, buddy. How are you? Ah, doing great, doing great. Had, a, had an awesome day out there today. That's fantastic. So you've been out chasing resident coho prior to today, which was the Chinook opener. But let's uh, let's just back up real quick, let everybody know how the resident coho fishing has been going. Has it been a struggle or has it been, uh, you know, been doing okay? Uh, it's, it's kind of been a struggle. It's been all over the place. Mm -hmm. these, these fish are not doing anything uh, that you can really pattern or, or get them dialed down. They're, they're just everywhere and anywhere, and it's been random. Interesting. But, yeah, and but tricky coho. There, there's good, good quality size to them. I mean, they're, they're getting big. That's good. It looks, yeah, we're looking at a picture of those co uh, coho right now, Matt. Looks, looks good. Looks really good. So tell us, you know, break it down for us. Depth of water, 
depth on the wire. How are you catching these fish? What flasher? What lure? Any scent? Give us give us the uh, the complete detail. All right, herring aid flasher. Uh, you know your chartreuse splatterback hoochies. Hoochies has been number one big time going. Uh, mm. Lemon lime flasher, white hoochie glow UV. Um, and until about halfway today, I started throwing some spoons out there and, and, and started getting a lot more action. Oh. Uh, the gold, gold herring aid spoon and the uh, glow cop car. What size? Over back, you know. Number uh, two, three and a half, and three four and a half. Inch. Really? I'm st- I'm sticking with big stuff, guy. You throw anything small down there, and you're getting shakers. You're getting uh, some little yeah. guys, and I, I avoid yeah, shakers like the plague. You okay. Know? Good tip, and that's interesting. You said the gold herring aid. If yes, I heard he you correctly, did. yeah, yes, he did. You don't hear yeah. that very often. No, I you got don't. a few of those. Can't wait to run them. Yep. So uh, 111 has been a really good, really good depth. That's kind of been my magic number the last couple of days, but, uh, a lot, a lot of coho action from 35 to 55. And then, you know, you run it at 111. It's kind of a 50, 50 shot. You're yeah. getting one of those big fat coho down there feeding on some herring, or you're going to get a nice King. Yeah. Awesome. So 35 to 111. Gotcha. Anywhere in between. Um, yep. are you yep. finding as the, sun, as the sun comes up, are you going deeper? Uh, no, no, uh, I'm sticking that same numbers, you know, like okay. I said, uh, the last couple of days that, that low slack has really been putting out the bite. Yeah. It, what, it is, just been what are you finding on the on. electronics? You know, when you look at your rim and, and the sonar, are you seeing these fish? Is that why you're fishing that depth even early in the morning? Yep. Yep. I'm seeing fish everywhere. You got, you got a nice line of fish around, you know, 35 to 60 kind of in there. And then there's enough, you know, there's a whole bunch down there at the bait, a lot of bait just kind of hanging out at a hundred feet, a lot of marks right on top of that. You know, that's just, it, it's fishy. There's so much out there. It, it looks great. <laughs> that's good. Perfect. Hey, um, opening day Chinook today. How'd that go for you? Good. We're, we're really good. You know, we, we, we got a few, um, lost a few, you know, let, let a few go, but, uh, you know, I see, I seen some action out there. Sounds like some guys did pretty good elsewhere as well. You know, area nine sounded like they put out a few fish and you know, it was, a, it was a good day. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, not red hot yet. You know, we, we're still missing uh, a big bulk of these Chinook, you know, we're waiting for them to start coming in here. But, uh, I think a lot, a lot of blackmouth got caught today. Hey, so tell us a little bit about the tide. You said you're, you have, and I think you've been getting your best bite, even with the coho on the low slack. So are you getting it leading, leading into the low slack, like the end of the ebb or the beginning of the flood kind of dial that in for us. Yeah. Beginning just, just right after slack, it it, it just gets set off right as the water turns, it starts coming back in, starts flooding again. That's uh, that that really seems to be keying on these fish right now. Wow. Interesting. And it's, uh, and next last couple of days, you know, the bites, bites would get a little bit longer and longer. It's kind of going on for a little bit mm. more. It was, you know, like a, you know, kind of 20, 30 minute bite. I think today, gosh, it, it had to have gone on for an hour, two hours. You know, I, oh, I ran nice. a morning trip. That's like an ocean bite. Around. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Mm. So hey. I ran my morning, turned around, got right back out in the afternoon. And I mean, fish were still there and we, we were, we were whacking them as soon as we got back on the water again. Huh. Awesome. Perfect. Um, real quick on the Chinook. Um, you're marking a lot of bait and you get most of them things right down on the deck. Where are you pulling those Chinook from? Uh, uh like I said, about 111, you know, 111, 120, uh, it's kind of been what I've been running with where I found them today. Gotcha. Um, cut, cut one of them open, you know, found a nice four inch herring in there. And then also found like a little two inch, little tiny guy in there. Yeah. Yeah. Good, you know, so. I'm really glad to see that these fish are, are finally full of bait. Feeding in, you know, feeding them, um, yeah, and absolutely, and, and getting big. So, hey, Matt, do you have any openings um, coming up? And how do people get a hold of you? 
Yeah, yeah, guys, I got some dates. I got some afternoons, you know. Um, get a hold of me, 360-621-2681. Just give me a call, and I will, uh, I'll get you in. Perfect. So I'm running mornings, afternoons, and if those are both full, then I will go ahead and run an evening trip if I have to. Yeah, that guy. Awesome. Hardest yeah. working guy in Puget Sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love fantastic. it. I'm here, to get, I'm here to put fish in the freezer. Yes, you are. And doing a fantastic <laughs> job. All right, buddy. Always great to hear from you. Always appreciate the information. And uh, we'll be out there on the water with you soon. All right, guys. Fish on. You got it, man. Take care. Take care. Matt Messing, Mess Around Fishing Charters. Frequents the show, has been here in Studio Tommy. The guy gets it done, and just a pleasure to spend the day with and him. A nice, yeah, he's a really nice guy, we too. really have a good time with him. Um, yep. Takes out all skill levels, so. Yes, he does. Right on, Matt. All right, we'll jump out for a quick two-minute break. We come back. Hey, uh, what's going on in our backyard, Tommy? Lots of openings and closings, things to get. We do, and some goofy ones. And some really weird parameters, like yeah. within this opening or closing. Right, right? and you did what? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we got to figure that all out. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. Be back here in a couple minutes, Fish on Northwest. Contract Security Service provides day-to-day peace of mind as they protect people and property. Here at Phoenix, we provide service for multiple state and federal contracts with services ranging from uniform, patrol, alarm monitoring, canine detection, executive protection, as well as investigative work. Recruiting highly qualified officers is the first step in building a strong team. If you are prior military or law enforcement, go to www.phoenixprotectivecorps.com and apply today. New days. New beginnings, new friends, new loves, new dreams, new goals, new scenery, new job. No matter what the next chapter holds, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate will be there to help you find the new that's right for your lifestyle at any stage of your life. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Expect better. All right, welcome back, Fish on Northwest. Hey, you know this throat lozenge might... Is that going to do it? I think it might get it done. Okay. I think I might be able to hang in there without uh, hacking all over my desk here. Good. So, appreciate you guys putting up with me this evening. This is uh, a little bit <laughs> tough to get through, just getting off of this uh, sickness that kept us sidelined last week. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Anyway. It didn't keep you from fishing, though. Well, that was before. Yeah. I mean, that that put me over the... That, that, that put you over the top. That put it... That was too the much. The straw that broke it's, the camel's yes, back. Yes, yeah. Scott, uh, Scott Call felt terrible. He just kept taking blame. <laughs> He's like, I did that. I was like, no, you didn't do that. So yeah. I could have said no. Uh, anyway, we'll get into that a little bit later here, actually, uh, within this segment towards the end. Tommy, in our backyard presented by Phoenix Protective Corp, phoenixprotectivecorp.com, uh, openings and closings. Man, we got a lot of stuff going on that it's almost hard yeah. to keep track of. Some of this we're catching up on because we've been out of the studio for a couple of weeks, but there are some folks that right. don't really understand or recognize some of the parameters that we're working with in here. I know. So, you know, the way this works, especially with all of the ocean fisheries, is you've got your schnook quota, you got your coho quota, and schnook fishing has been on fire pretty much anywhere you go on the coast, whether yeah. it's Westport, Nia Bay, La Push, uh, Area 1, down off the Columbia River, doesn't matter. Um, and so, you know, we saw an early shutdown of Nia Bay. We'll talk about that in a second. But we just got word, right, a few days ago that CQ is going to uh, every other day, right, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. All that pressure that was in Nia Bay and all the quota that was taken early on, shutting down Area 4, really yep. just slid everybody over into Area 5. And CQ fishing has been good as well. Yeah. And now that quota is in danger. So when you look at the Chinook and the Coho quota, you go, oh, man, we're, we're eating up the Chinook quota. Now, if you were to achieve 100% um, take on the Chinook quota, yeah. 
you're done for coho because you 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 used up your impacts right mm -hmm. so they got to protect that coho no encounter with, with yeah. how mm -hmm. big of a coho run we're getting this year yeah. you got to maintain right and so that's why we're seeing cq going to every other day and i don't like to see opening and closing like that because it hurts the community yeah but it is what it is it's every other day mm -hmm. that, that you can fish for salmon right now in area five which so i mean you go out there and you're going to plan a two-day trip you're going to fish tuesday and wednesday you're going to you know fish one day for salmon another day for bottom fish right that's, that's a good way trip. to split it up that's a good way to split it up yep. i mean either that or you're just uh you, it's a you don't just stumble across cq and the bay no it's like it's a it's commitment a right so you want to make sure you get your uh, bang for the buck and um that's the way you're going to split that up now and that yeah. actually was imposed uh july 5th it's right. been in place for you know better part of a week and a half now, and it goes all the way through the end of the month. Yep, um, it's just something we're subjected to, and your point is valid. If we're going to have access to those coho, we can't eat up all our impacts yep. on these chinook, or we're completely off the water. That right. makes no sense because there are a ton of hatchery coho coming. Right. So the closure is warranted. It may be goofy, but it's warranted. Yeah, I agree. So yep. also uh, something that caught a lot of folks by surprise here, um, you know, salmon fishing suspended south central Puget Sound Marine Area Eleven. Yeah. which actually began yesterday, July 13th, right? We had 72 hours on the opener originally, which mm -hmm. was um, based on a quota that we were up against in, in nanosecond, like done. You guys are off yeah, the water, it, right? It was here and then gone. And it's like, okay, well, you know, July 1st will be here and uh, we get, you know, opportunity to get back on the water and, and boom. Uh, guess what? Or not July 1st, but we, get, we ended up with six days. Mm -hmm. We got six days of uh, opportunity back on Area 11 and mm -hmm. boom, they pulled the plug on that. Again, monitoring the impacts and trying to get us later in the season and get that August fishery opportunity. Mm -hmm. I, you know, we're not, we don't have eyes on it. We don't know how truly accurate we're gauging the amount of pressure, the impacts, the encounter rates, whether it's against the, um, the, the sublegals or your, your wild fish encounters. You right. know, fish. So right. there's all these different models that are running and factoring in. And if any one of those sends up a red flag, it's like, whoop, got to shut it down. Mm -hmm. Or we don't get to do this later on. Right, right. And that, that's the same thing that happened in Nia Bay. Open June 18th. And then right around July 4th, I can't remember if it was 4th or, or the 5th, it, yeah. it was like, hey, we're, we're eating up the Chinook quota. We got to shut it down. Yep. I think that took a lot of people by surprise because, you know, the fishing has been really good, but not everybody was catching. And there really wasn't a lot of pressure seen in Area right. 4. Yeah. So that's where I think anglers are saying, well, how are you, how are you counting? Like, wh what is the assumption, I mm -hmm. think? And that's, you know, that's a good topic for a later show that I think we should cover is, sure. is how to how to go through the math. How does it work and how do they take, um, you know, real time uh, data during the season? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but they are going to reopen it July 25th west of the Benilla Tattoosh line. Now. That's good. Fishing should still be good for maybe another week, maybe a little bit more. Uh -huh. And then I would say once you get into August, there's an offshore run of kings that will come down the prairie that's really headed to some of those Oregon rivers. And those are some beastly salmon if, <laughs> if you want to make the run. Right. Um, so it's kind of a, a little bit of a red herring. Maybe it's orange. Mm -hmm. So you get a little bit more opportunity in Area 4 uh, west of the Vanilla Tattoosh line. East of that line, uh, August 1st is, is going to be when it reopens. And again, that's so that the Shook can kind of pass through and then it'll open for Coho and it's game on. And gotcha. it's going to be game on for Coho. Basically what we're up against here in all of these, if you look at the, the language or the verbiage they're utilizing, 
closure or partial opening or every other day or, you know, yep. skip fishing or whatever we're doing. Right. It's all in an effort to prolong season at a, at a later date and yeah. opportunity. And, and, of course, it's all quota based and it's all in counter rate. Yep. It's really what it comes down to. And it is. there is a tremendous amount of effort, recreational effort as of late. Yep. Uh, there's been a tremendous uptick in fishing, recreational fishing since uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're seeing some of some of that on the waters, you know, daily now. And and um, I mean, let's face it, there aren't as many people working your normal nine to five, right. five days a week. Now you got all these funky, you know, wonky schedules out there that mm-hmm. allow people to get in these you know, morning fisheries, late afternoon, early evening fisheries. And it's putting yeah. more pressure, more counter rate on a lot of these fisheries that's well, and we finally got our ocean conditions recovered. Oh, true. So, like, the salmon are banging right now. They're just yeah. out there in hordes. Everybody's mm-hmm. getting them. And I got to mention Westport, too, because now they're starting that discussion. Like, hey, yeah. you know, we fought hard to get seven days a week in Westport, oh, right? Yeah. We do not yeah. want to lose that. But at the not. same time, yep. we got to watch that quota and mm-hmm. say, okay, you know, at what point do we need to suspend or alter that season in right. order to save the coho and area too? So that discussion has started. I, th- I yep. think they're not as far along in their quota, so you're not going to no. see that happen. I would hope not yeah. soon, but um, definitely another one that could be on the chopping block. We'll, we'll get into a little bit of that later as we touch on area one and what's going on there right. to, to lessen, again, impacts on this abundance of salmon that is mm-hmm. out there in our ocean water. So mm-hmm. uh, speaking of abundance of salmon, how about 604,000? That's a good number. Just shy up. By tomorrow morning, it'll definitely be 604,000. Sockeye over Bonneville. Yeah. Now, I got the invite last week. Yeah, I wasn't feeling 100%, but I wasn't going to pass it up to get out there and fish with uh, Scott Cole and Chris Turvey of uh, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear. And let me tell you, uh, went there to the Wanapum area just below the dam, and it is the, um, you know, do you think the Drano 500 is something? This is combat oh, yeah. combat boat fishing, you know, bumper to bumper. I mean, it is. Teledega Nights, huh? Oh, dude, it is something else. And depending on how much water they're throwing over that dam, the the turbulence of that water coming at you. Oh, really? Oh, there's boats that get sucked out into that stuff. Chris told me every year there's at least one boat that goes down. Oh, no kidding. This is not a this is not oh, a beginner's oh, game okay. by any means, right? Okay. You're going around circles. You're you're you know staying away from other boats. At times we were rod tip to rod tip or pulling in rods because you're getting oh too close gosh. to boats and wow. It is hectic and frantic. And let me tell you, the sockeye fishing and the chinook we got. I mean, that one right there was uh, you know north of 20 pounds. It was a good 22 pound chinook That's at least. Awesome. That was on a prawn spinner. Ah, your specialty. Little prawn spinner for uh, sockeye. All of a sudden, that rod doubles over, right? So King's like, I'll take that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, the prawn spinner is a go-to a spra- prawn spinner with a blade and or, you know, max mile blade. I got a bunch of those made up, ready to go here when we go sockeye mm-hmm. fishing this next week. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, do not underestimate the, the incredible uh, production out of the Brad's mini cup plug and the kokanee cup plug. Yeah. I've used those before on other stretches of the Columbia for Chinook. They flat out pounce those kokanee cup plugs. It yeah. is unbelievable. Film with and, and, and that's kind of a misnomer, right? It's called the kokanee, kokanee cup, cup plug. plug. It's kind of like the coho killer. It right? is, it's exactly. Like something yeah. that you would use, mm-hmm. but the kings just love it. They absolutely right? go after that small bait and presentation. Um, yeah. And, you know, it all has, it, and it really is. It's about presentation, troll speed. Right. Uh, you know, Chris does a phenomenal job. Um, the right amount of weight, fishing those uh, river currents, using that uh, the Brad's 360 dynamite flasher, man, that 360 revolutionary flasher with the breakaway. Yeah, I got to see that system. 
That thing yeah. works fantastic. I'm going to employ those more in my arsenal this year, especially at Bowie 10. There's no reason not to. That thing is, I'm a, it's a game changer. Put that um, in front of a mini cup plug or a mm -hmm. kokanee cup plug. Mm -hmm. Seahawk was working uh, fantastic as far as color scheme and uh, about 32 inches a liter. So you got lots of whip on that thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm telling you, the sock I grabbed that, the Chinook grab it. I, you know, the the prawn spinner or coon shrimp for sockeye, sand shrimp, whatever, have been synonymous for years. That's what everybody's been going to. To watch these Brad's cup plugs, these mini cup plugs, and these coconut cup plugs mm -hmm. perform so well for sockeye stuffed with tuna has nothing yeah. to do with anything that resembles a coon shrimp whatsoever. I, right. Uh, uh, scent is completely different, right? And yep. yet they are just hammering them things. It was impressive, and we'll be deploying. Well, and everybody loves tuna. Every, everything everybody else, does. Ask Jordan. It'll everything needs tuna. So it was just a pleasure to get out with those guys. We had a fantastic day. We put twenty four sockeye in the cooler, about thirty yeah. something of them to the boat, and uh, we got six or seven chinook. Kept four of those big hatchery fish. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal day. Well, and Shane Vanderlyn, he called it. I was going to say it. Elephant. Elephants eat peanuts. They do too. They do. They absolutely do. So it was just a pleasure to be out with those boys. We got more to come with them. I have so much video content to break down. Chris does a great job explaining some of the lures in production by Brad's. We're going to break some of that stuff down in tutorials awesome. and things to come in the future. Can't wait to unload that stuff for you guys here in the next couple weeks. So, okay, don't go anywhere. We're going to jump out for a couple minute break. Tell me now I'll be back in studio right after this. Sergeant Daniel Moulter began his tour of duty on October 21st, 1996, and ended his tour on June 27th, 2020. On the authority of Constable Carlos D. Lopez of the Travis County Constable's Office, Precinct 5, badge number 504 is officially retired, and Sergeant Dale Moulter is 1042. Godspeed, Sergeant Moulter. Honoring fallen law officers of 2021. The 2022 end of watch ride begins in May from Spokane, Washington. The ride across the country to honor the men and women of law enforcement who paid the ultimate sacrifice in their service to our communities will cover more than 23,000 miles. We ride to ensure that no fallen officer or their family is ever forgotten. EOW relies on sponsors and donations to cover this cost. Please consider donating to help support the families and departments of the fallen officers. You can donate by visiting our website at www.endofwatchride.com forward slash donate. Please support the blue. Hi, we're Joe and Megan Malico, owners of Archery World up here in Lacey. We're a full pro shop, so we have a full pro service also. We have a huge indoor range. Uh, we carry 11 bow lines, all the major bow lines, and then there's subsidiary uh, companies too, like if we carry Bowtech, we carry Diamond, if we carry Matthews, we carry Mission. When you come in, we're going to ask you, uh, you know, what kind of price point you're looking for, um, you know, what's your hope, what's your goals, what's your hope, and with that information in mind, we'll point you in the direction of, uh, you know, that price point goes, and then maybe give you uh, the option to test fire, maybe a higher level bow, just so you can compare, but um, it really is all about uh, getting what it is that's going to work for you. We don't upsell anyone. They shoot it, they like it, they don't like it, they don't get it. We don't, we don't operate like that. And so if you need it and you're, it puts you in the outdoors, we probably have it. So come down and see us.
All right, welcome back here in studio to Winning England, Tommy Donlan, Fish of Northwest. Uh, boy, these commercial breaks are pretty quick. Aren't they? I know they are quick, you but like hey, it? beautiful job in the Bay Lab. Oh, did you like that, man? And I love those smile blades. I'm an, I'm an, I'm addicted now. Yeah, well, I am. I am. I am utilizing more and more smile blades. I mean, you you saw the benefit of them things in your walleye fishery. Oh yeah, I've used them for coho, uh, even in the ocean. Of course, I mean, when you got a wide open coho bite, does it really matter at times? Right. Can you walk me through that really quick? The one point one, they got different sizes of smile blades. Mm -hmm. How, what does the one point one indicate? Is that like the width, or do you know, or is it like? Yeah, it's the length. Yeah, it's I the see. overall length. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So point oh eight. I don't know. Britain's supposed to be bringing you a ton of them when we fish yeah. <clears throat> on the east we side. We can have that side. conversation. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to happen. So speaking of which. Uh, lots of opportunity out there, Tommy, when it comes there to ocean, ocean options. What's hot? What's going on? Yeah, so I want to run down um, kind of my top picks of where it's hot, right? Where it's hot. And we'll yeah. talk, we're going to talk a little tuna. We'll talk a little bit halibut, but we're going to start off with um, Chinook because it's there's some epic things going on right now. And I would say, you know, first and foremost, if I had to pick one location now, and I know... You know, Nia Bay is closed uh, for the moment until <laughs> yes. July 25th. Yes. Um, I just got an email from WFW. It looks like uh, LaPush is headed the same direction for a while as well on the Schnook. Don't you find it just very hard to digest when we have these forecasts of just an abundance of fish coming, all this opportunity, and then they're like, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes. Yeah. Our encounter rates are too high. You already caught them. Yeah. It, it, it seems, just, it's, it's a little fishy. It's really hard sure. to swallow. Yeah. That's why I want to get into the math in a later show. But, okay. um, you know, so you got to pick one spot to go in, in the saltwater uh, for Chinook salmon right now that is absolutely going to be Westport. Okay. Um, and, you know, I got to say, going out into the, the 250 to just over 300 foot line and catching upriver brights right on the bottom and getting it done in short order, um, it's, it's hard to beat. It's really hard to beat. Um, it's been an epic bite. Mm -hmm. Guys are going out and they're going, well, you know, the salmon bite is so good. I don't want to just run out there, run the 15 mile run out there, get my, you know, get my two or three kings, however many people are on the boat and run back in. So guys are dropping crab pots, right? Uh, you know, north of the North Jetty, which has mm -hmm. been really productive for crab. And then they're going out and they're getting their kings. And then they're finding some rockfish. They're loading up on rockfish. Beautiful midwater column, you know, brown bombers, the yellowtail rockfish, mm -hmm. the canary rockfish. And then they're running in and they're pulling their crab pots. And they've got just this beautiful set of Dungeness crab. So now you got it's your trifecta, salmon. man. It huh? is. It is. How about and, that opportunity? And even the coho are starting to show up down there. Yeah. You know, that's and what I'm so hearing. Mm -hmm. You're getting your one schnook, you're getting your one coho, then right. you're getting some crab, you're getting right. some rockfish. So, you know, if I had to pick one spot right now, yep. uh, it's Westport. And even if you don't have a boat, um, there's some charters down there that are running these combo trips. Um, oh. So Mark Coleman's little brother, uh, yep. not so little, sorry, yep. Mitch. Yep. Sorry, Mitch. Mitch Coleman, um, captain of Angler's Edge. Yep. He's doing these combos trips. Yes, he is. They got the crab dialed, man. Um, oh, yeah. Mitch does. And then I think uh, Daryl Far Corners is also mm -hmm. doing some of these combos trips. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you want to do that combo trip and get in on that schnook bite, but get some crab, maybe get some rockfish. Um, you know, talk to the charters and make sure you know like what all is included in the trip. And I know Mark's guys are also running the combo schnook rockfish trips. Yeah. Um, so you get a mixed bag of fillets. Fishing's really good. That's the number one spot. Well, now, you know what that does? I mean, it does more than just for the outfitter because you as a paying customer, you mm -hmm. want to run out 15 miles. I mean, what they bump into 12 miles. It takes nothing to get out 12 miles. Right. Drop lines. You got four people on the boat. Get your Chinook. All right, let's go in. It's like 930. Right. 
Like, mm, wow, that was a couple hundred people, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I was hoping for a little more. I want right. to see a whale breach or something, right? It's <laughs> right, like, right. give me something. This fog's not even off the water yet. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, good on those guys for uh, expanding their opportunity and giving people really something to be held because yeah. this is not like an every year thing here. Well, yeah, I know. I, I love what they're doing with the combo trips. And then, you know, on that same note, when, you know, after we get through the summer season into the winter, um, Daryl does run some winter crab trips out of Westport. Yeah. So you want to go down and catch just some, you know, rock hard, cold water, Dungeness crab mm -hmm. when there's not a whole lot else going on. Yeah. Um, keep that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, area one has been phenomenal as well. Yes. In fact, so phenomenal that we have a closure <laughs> there as well. And it's kind of that, it's that area that's kind of the, the middle mouth of the Columbia and then everything that's near shore. Um, some, so some of the prime trolling lanes, some of the, some of the prime area that you would fish. And so you can still fish offshore, but I believe they've reduced um, kind of the take offshore and you can have one Chinook, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, but, but again, area one is still a great option, but you can't fish that prime water. So we'll, we'll see how that 16th. goes. 16th. Yeah, the 16th, yep. Yep, mm -hmm. which is just in, in two days. Yep. yep. July 16th, that A little bit, uh, another adjustment, boundary adjustment. You know, that was agreed to by WDFW, ODFW, and NOAA. I saw that. They're yeah. looking at that in that in that boundary area they're imposing because they want to really stave off, you know, high encounter rate, which yeah. is subject to high mortality rate and just you know, early uh, closure of fisheries, obviously. So yeah. here we are again. It's a balancing act, man. It's like we got it so is. many fish in the air, and they're just trying to figure out where it all fits and right. trying to extend these seasons and uh it's not always um it, it doesn't sit well with us no it's hard to understand it's hard to take it's hard to understand you always ask the question well how did they how did they get to this answer right how are they counting fish yes um and so that's that's a big discussion to be had as well um you know, so after that, you know, I would have said, um, you know, La Push, but mm -hmm. I think here in a couple of days, La Push is going to be yeah. uh, shut down as well yeah, temporarily. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but after that, I would go to CQ. I mean, even with the, the day on, day off schedule, um, fishing has been good. And out of CQ, you know, you kind of have trolling lanes. You can fish literally right outside the kelp beds and 60 feet of water. Yeah. And get the kings right up against the kelp beds. And that's something. Or you can go all the way out to 300 feet of water and fish it like you do Swiftsure Bank. You know, downrigger balls on the bottom or close to the bottom, you know, in the bottom 100 feet and get kings that way, too. So you really have to, you know, th those fish do shift in and shift out and they kind of follow the bait. Who doesn't so. want to do 50 and 60 feet foot of water for Chinook? Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Get, that's, sign that's, me up. Yep, that's epic. Sign me up. That's epic. When you drop it down on a hot anchovy bite like we experienced last oh, yeah. year, <laughs> and you don't even get the rod and the rod holder and that thing's blowing up, it's like there's nothing. Every there's, time down. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And then even on the off days, you do have bottom fish. You still have bottom fish opportunity in Area 4. Yeah. So you can run from CQ back over to the Nia Bay area and catch um, rockfish, lingcot, come back. So, you know, you could kind of plan that as your second day. Um, we're starting to hear some numbers of tuna. Yes. Now, they're not off our waters. They're not off our coast. Um, but they are off southern Oregon. So guys that are running out of Coos Bay, um, Winchester Bay, they're running about 50 miles, 55 miles, and they're getting into them. Yeah. So we just need those fish to kind of keep coming, keep coming up, mm -hmm. keep coming up. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're looking for that highway, that tuna highway to develop a little bit more. Sure. I know Mark Coleman's commercial boat, the Julius C went out. They got into some tuna. Yep. Um, we should have him on in a week or so and kind of have, like, tell us what you know, what's going on. A little with forecasting, a little, yep. you know, what he's seeing already. Right. Do you know how far out they were? I don't. Okay. I don't. I haven't talked to Mark yet. Yeah. 
Um, but, you know, we'll have him on the show. And then the other thing that's really good news that we didn't have last year is we got anchovies now in Westport. We got live bait, live anchovies, which we did not have at all in Westport. <laughs> Unless you were a charter. Uh, but even then, like, you know, yeah, they even scoop. limited the charters. Right? They're like, we have so few anchovies. This you can year it's wide open. Scoop. This so, year it's wide open. Right. Yeah. So far. So, okay. um, so that's good to see because that tells you the ecosystem is back into balance. Yeah. And I'm hoping that that is some indicator as to why the tuna fishing last year was down. Sure. Um, so we'll see how that develops, but uh, by keeping an eye on tuna, uh, we got the Washington tuna classing coming up here the first weekend in August, August 5th and 6th. So we're really looking forward to that. We're going to be down there for that event. We are. That's going to be phenomenal. More to come on that by next week for sure. Um, we'll delve into that. Halibut fishing is still going on, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe that? I know. It's epic. Um, area four, area three. I mean, it's... Uh, it's been good. It's never never really stopped being good. It's right. actually gotten better, yeah, if, yeah. if I had to call it. Um, and then, you know, it's so good, and there's so much quota left that I would expect there to be a discussion around moving some of that quota back to Westport and maybe having a couple more days, a few more days in Westport. There's your combo trip. Opportunity. There's your yeah. combo trip. Halibut, schnook, coho, rockfish, <laughs> link cod, yeah. crab. crab. Can somebody pull that off? Mm. If you can pull that off, I want to see it. I that would see be it. epic. Yep. And that'd be epic? Yes. It'd be a long day, but that'd be epic. It's worth it. And so, 100%. That, yeah, yeah. And so that kind of wraps up the, the saltwater viewpoint. Hey, before we get out of here, uh, I want to remind everybody, we got this prize pack on my desk, Tommy. You do. That uh, Shing was gracious enough to bring in here. And uh, this is sponsored by Max Lure. And we got a ton of great stuff in there. Uh, I had put a post out on Facebook to say, hey, we need 150 people tuning in uh, to give this thing away. So for everybody that's tuned in right now, you better reach out to your uh, your phone tree, your, your social media platforms, and get this out there. Invite your friends. We're going to give this away, and it couldn't be any easier than uh, how one would go about winning this thing when we get to that point. But uh, i got to see 150 people on here collectively, both Facebook and YouTube collectively. You can watch the numbers here. We'll let you know we got 150 people on. But we're going to jump out for a quick break. And when we come back, uh, these numbers need to be ticking on the uptick. Yeah, we need to see them up there. Because uh, we really want to give this away. We got some Potsky's corn right. in there and a whole bunch of Max Lures, lots of kokanee stuff, trout stuff, some salmon stuff. Got a bait towel, got a hat, shing's thrown in there. I mean, we got all kinds of great yeah. stuff. Really good price bag, well worth over 100 bucks. Want to give that away to some lucky winner, but uh, let's go. Let's get these numbers ticking up just for the giveaway. We're good with that. Uh, we're not proud. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we're going to do that. Jump out for a quick couple minute break, come back. Big announcement coming, uh, closing out the show and giving away this prize pack if the numbers allow us to do so. Do all that right here, Fish Not Northwest. All Defiance boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why all boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. All Defiance boats come standard with large fish boxes that are fully insulated so that you can ice your fish properly all day. All Defiance boats are foam flotation filled and unsinkable for the ultimate in safety while fishing offshore. Before you buy any boat, stop by or call Defiance Boats today to ensure you are getting the very best glass boat your money can buy. All right, welcome back, Fishing Northwest. Tommy, as we close out the show, got a, got a couple things going on here. If I can find my page of info that I've misplaced. Here we go. Hey, uh, starting tomorrow, uh, the 15th and 16th, we have the Wenatchee Salmon Derby. Starts tomorrow. This is uh, put on by CCA over there on the uh, east side. The ninth annual Pete Floor Memorial Wenatchee Salmon Derby is returning to the shores of Columbia River. 15 and 16, encouraging all anglers, all ages, and skill levels to participate in this amazing 
conservation event supporting CCA over $7,500 in prizes in addition to exciting raffles and more. For more information, please visit WenatcheeSalmonDerby.com. Still got time to sign up for that. And if you're on the east side, I would recommend participating. If nothing else, you're definitely going to catch some fish. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of fish in that mm-hmm. Columbia River, mm-hmm. in case you haven't figured that out. Uh, all right, Tommy, what do we got going on? What is the uh, what is the earth-shattering news that you are so eager to share with everybody that you've been making me kind of throw out there and, you know, bait everybody to say, hey, we got some stuff going on? Um, do you have a vest in the price pack? No vest, Andy. No vest in the price pack? Not even going to look at who put that on there. I just know it's Andy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. He's got a vest fetish. Um, a fetish, if you will. What have I been baiting you into saying? I don't know. I can't imagine what that would mm, be. So, hey, we have been doing this show now for a little over three and a half years. And um, uh, we, we developed or created this show with the intent of not just solely residing on social media. The intent was, and the reason it's formatted the way it is with commercial breaks and whatnot, is to hopefully someday get it onto a network production. And uh, we have, that time has come, my friend. Uh, we have worked hard and we are heading down that road and pretty darn excited. Mm-hmm. So uh, each week we will continue to do our live stream show here Thursday evening at 6 p.m. We're going to work very hard to fit within the time restraints that we're obligated to do so. And it'll pretty much for here on out be a one hour show as we reformat. Um, but yeah, it'll be seen on Root Sports pretty much every Saturday and Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. They're going to repeat our first half hour of our show. So the first half hour of our show each and every week will then be forwarded on up. Um, there's some uh, additional editing, network editing that has to happen. But they're taking our product that we are uh, creating here in the humble studios at Fish on Northwest, and they are putting us on Root Sports, which, you know, that's a five-state coverage, buddy. It is. That is yes, Washington, is. Oregon, Idaho, Montana. We're coming for you. And Alaska. So we're pretty excited with the fact that we've created something out of a studio. They looked at it and said, this is plug and play. Right. We're all in. <laughs> and uh, Root is happy to have us on board. And we're excited to be able to get on network television. And we're going to do our best. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. <laughs> Sound effects guy. Jordan's excited. He's going to be the production head here uh, on the show as he's been doing such an outstanding mm-hmm. job um, moving forward. And uh, we got some equipment changes coming. We do. We That's Exciting too. That's going to change the game. Yeah, uh, we're really tired of doing this, uh, doing this uh, phone call stuff. So we're getting upgraded here with uh, the availability to do, you know, um, uh, live Zoom uh, mm-hmm. interaction and with uh, video capability. Video capability. Yes, yep. that's what I'm trying to say. So uh, pretty exciting stuff, man. We're gonna don't don't think we're going away here on Thursday night. This is where. You know, this is where the, 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 the bread is made. This is where we're obligated to do our live show each and every week. And uh, then a portion of that is uh, spooled up and then we'll be mm-hmm. broadcast on Root Sports. So you can catch us probably each uh, each show will be re-aired like three times throughout the week on Root, yep. which is pretty exciting. It's going to be really fast paced, too, because we're slamming a lot of segments into a very short amount of time. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It would do us a solid if, um, you know, we're going to do the very best we can to uh, impress the folks over there at Root. And uh, hopefully we uh, somehow land an hour. Yeah. We need an hour. Right. Because the first half hour is going to fly by. We're going to get a couple segments in. We're going to highlight uh, what it is that's going on each and every week and try to get that. But for all you folks that are tuning in uh, for the live stream and or if you watch it later in the weekend, like a lot of you do, to get caught up on what it is we got going on, um, 
we will uh, we'll continue that full hour show. So we will have uh, first half hour, ideally for Root. You'll hear us sign off from Root, and we'll continue with that second half hour for the live stream and uh, fit in the rest of the content that we feel mm-hmm. we're obligated to bring, Tommy, each and every week, at least a full hour. Absolutely. So pretty exciting stuff. So appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Had a really great time. Pleasure to be back in studio with you all. And uh, we will see you next Thursday right here in the Fish on Northwest Studios, 6 p.m. Have a great week. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and, of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.